Hello, good morning, Turtle Nation. So I did a kind of kickstart session. Uh, I don't know what to call them, really, these sessions I'm doing on a Monday, every other Monday. But really, went around everybody that joined, asked everyone what their main struggle was. So you had a few things that came up. So um, some kind of plan when you're ill. Um, there was routine, how to build this routine. Uh, there was boredom of training, boredom of eating maybe, how to be consistent, how to be consistent when life's plans slap you in the face, maintenance, right, sleeping, how to improve sleep, sleep is an issue, um, we've got some people are in pain from certain conditions, what can be done, what can be done there, uh, protein intake is another one. And then water. Sarah, Jelly, can't drink water because the, the school doesn't let us. So Sarah, my thoughts and prayers are with you for bursting for a pee every day working. Sorry. Uh, so a few things to cover. And I mentioned it yesterday, so replay might sound similar. But really, the first thing, routine is an important one. What does it mean to have a good routine? And what does it mean to have good habits, really? So you need to think about what are those cornerstone habits that make a real dent in your day-to-day. Stop thinking about, I've got to do 10, 12, 15 habits. There are a few habits that have got massive returns on investment, way more than other habits. These are kind of like golden habits or the main big boy habits. <laughs> and one of the main habits is, okay, the first thing about habits, you need a prompt for a habit to actually work. A pro- and habit doesn't actually occur unless it's a prompt. This can be mental prompt, usually a physical prompt. You see it with your eyes or you smell or you touch, right? So you need a prompt. And these prompts have to create um, an action that's easy to do, so you've got high motivation to do it. So if you don't have a prompt, no action takes place. So the first thing, people don't have any types of prompts to get off their phone at certain times every night. So they'll go on their phones until 11.30, 12, 11.15, 10.45. And how can you expect to have consistent good sleep and wake up the next day feeling consistently fresh if you're going to bed at different times with different amounts of phone time before you go to sleep? So you've got this kind of blue light with the eyes and it's not it's artificial light into the eyes late into the night. And it's not good. There's a lot of research on this. It's not good. It needs to be cut down. So the first thing that's going to bring a massive return on investment in terms of your quality of the next day is to have a prompt at 9pm, 9.30 to say, hey, put my phone on charge in the kitchen or whatever outside the bedroom and have a manual alarm clock in your bedroom. Ideally a Lumi clock because it lights up with the light and it can wake you up but a manual alarm clock will do. So you go into your bedroom and the only thing you're doing in there is sleeping or whatever. <laughs> um, and you can read a book to get you to sleep and you can get into a reading habit at the same time. It's like a habit stack. Prompt, phone, away, 9, 9.30, 10, bed, Read until I sleep, wake up. Alarm wakes you up, 5.36. No phone in the first hour as another habit. Go and do something, you know. Have a coffee, do some exercise, do some writing. Have a coffee, do some exercise, do the main creative thing. Do a really creative thing in the morning. That's when your brain is firing, especially after exercise. So it could be a work problem, it could be something else. It could be writing, it could be planning your CV, it could be thinking of something else to do, whatever it is, business plan, whatever you've got to do is need some creative energy. That's the best time to do it. Then go on your phone. And guess what? The world hasn't collapsed when you haven't gone on your phone. I know it's shocking. I know it's mental that the world hasn't burned down because you haven't gone on your phone in the morning, but it's how it's going to be. Then you can use your phone, right? If you think about that habit, that stack of habits, 
that are just requires one main habit stack or habit you know prompt which is phone away right everything else falls into place because you go and brush your teeth whatever that one main easy to do habit 9 p.m phone away is going to change everything for you so you need to think about these in other ways as well and you have to be creative and think about okay what's another habit that is going to really make a huge dent and it could be you need to put an alarm at 12 or 12.15 for you to get up off your desk and go for a walk. Otherwise, you keep working through your lunch. That's going to be another big one for you, right? So think about that. Another one is consistency. Consistency is a uh, needs to be reframed. So if you think being consistent is to work out every day or three times a week, right? What you're doing is you're looking at the kind of uh, the leaves, the leaves of the tree and the leaves change and but the root is you want to be consistent to uh improve be the best version of yourself is what we found out last night so you want to be consistent to just train you don't be consistent to just lift more weight the lifting the weight is what gives you a better life basically it's the walking that gives you the better life so the walking and the weights and the stuff you know they can be changed to depending on how you define what a better version of you means now, there is no way in hell you're going to be the best version of yourself without your health. And this does not mean you have to be at your peak health. It just means that I think you've got to be on the right path. You've got to be moving in the right direction. So if you've got loads of weight to lose, that doesn't mean you can't be your full self until you've lost all the weight. But what it does mean is if you are walking on the path in the right direction and you're making progress, you can start feeling your best self because your health is improving. You feel good. Your health is improving day, 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 day in, day out, right? So we know, we know health is the cornerstone of this. So if we want to be our best selves, you need health as a priority. And we know through the research, you don't need to do much per week. Three workouts a week is absolutely fine, right? 30, um, 60 to 90 minutes of exercise, of walking or brisk walking, whatever, absolutely fine. That's it, right? Drop some weight if you're overweight, and job done. In terms of health, bang on. Other things are going to be optimization, right? So you want to be consistent. And consistency really is means turning up to be your best self. Turning up to what's going to make you a better self. And that does mean that having some form of activity happens each day, right? If you can't do a workout, doesn't mean you're not consistent. Because you could not have a workout because you've got injured leg. You woke up, you want to do it. You wanted to do a workout, boom, ankle not in the best place and you don't know if you can do a workout right so does that mean you're not consistent or can you do other things to turn up for yourself can you go and do a food shop can you go and do some recipes you're going to meal prep can you go and do some reading right can you go and do some upper body stuff can you just do something that's going to help you be your best self that's consistency you can always do something always your voluntary action to be your best self and that's consistency turn up for yourself every day and the, the, the outcome, the things you do, is not as important as actually wanting to turn up for yourself every day. Does that make sense? Makes sense to me, guys. Makes sense to me. Okay, so there's another one I want to talk about. So we've got we've got routine, consistency, and we've got social plans. Now, on the weekend back in Wales, I went zero alcohol beers. So I went, so some friends... Oh, I can't remember what it was now, Friday or whatever. And they were drinking 
went around, I think, seven rounds. It ended up being seven rounds. I had seven uh, Heineken Zeros, and I felt awesome. Didn't feel that weird aftertaste, didn't feel terrible, didn't feel bad irritation to my stomach, didn't get, like, a redness in my face. Felt great. And it was just a social. I didn't need the alcohol to talk to my friends. Now... Unless you try this, you're not going to notice that really all you want from the social occasion is not necessarily the alcohol. It's the routine. It's the ritual. It's the that piss-like drink in front of everyone. Like, oh, nice as a pint. That routine of that sitting down, sipping on a drink and kind of having a chat and being in an environment that's relaxed and the alcohol can help relax everyone. But it's not really the alcohol that we're after. It's the ritual of meeting and seeing our friends so if you feel like social plans get in the way um, of your kind of consistency or healthy plan or whatever where there is no a viable option of the zero alcohol beers zero alcohols and i would definitely give them a go because they eliminate a huge part of the problem which is the um getting drunk and then eating a kebab later at night or the next day being hungover not being able to walk and hating yourself so that fixes a big part of the problem. You're still drinking with your friends, right? And you can start observing the mind as well during these social scenarios and like why drinking can help loosen people up and all that, but do you really need it? Isn't it quite curious you don't? What's the experiment on yourself? Give it a go. Like, oh actually I can be social scenario. I can be I can I do feel a bit calmer and looser and I it's not the alcohol, it's actually the environment, it's actually chalking, it's actually laughing, it's actually, you know, all that that's helping me, not so much the alcohol. So we mistake that the alcohol creates this, but it's not. So I think alcohol intake uh over the next over the next, you know, six to seven weeks will be a big thing for everyone. Uh I think this year we're really seeing this zero alcohol beer becoming more of a thing. I don't know why, if it's just my perception or not, but Sorry, in Europe, came back. It seems to be a bigger thing now. Uh, and I suppose in the next two to three years, there'll be even uh, even more options. You know, the only thing that I think they should change is they should uh, make it less obvious that it's a 0% beer. Because a lot of people, like, when I ordered the 0%, uh, my friend is looking at me like, 0%, 0% beer. I said, yeah, mate, don't worry about it. One of zeros. Um, you know, you are, you order with a barman, and they're a bit thing as well. Like, well, rugby's on. You're having a zero. Oh yeah, all right, okay. Kind of, they act as if it's weird, and then it gives you a bottle and it says zero percent Heineken on it, or whatever. <laughs> it's so clear. It's like these companies need to realize that a lot of people won't drink them because it says they're zeros, and they don't want people to know they're on the zeros. So. And also, it's only in bottles, so it's not in the pint, so you have to tip it out into a glass. They need to have a draft version or whatever of the zeros so that it just looks identical to a normal pint. I think that's important for them to consider. If they really want these zeros to take, maybe they don't want the zeros to take a... Um, to, to, you know, to get some... I'm Get some steam. Get ahead of steam. Who knows? That's another thing that plays in your mind. You're like, oh, people think I'm weird drinking the zeros. Who cares? Guy, I know it's an easy thing to say, who cares? Why Why do we care if people think we're drinking zeros? Think we're a loser. That's on them. If they think drinking alcohol makes you 
a non-loser, they're the loser. And this is coming from me. I drink alcohol when I go out. I've been to social events. I've had my, my in September, the 30th, drinking a lot. Before I had a few drinks. Before that, in Europe, I was kind of non-alcohols on the zeros. And then some places I weren't. And I've never, I always feel worse after drinking. There's no doubt about it. Uh, and I think having this kind of zero, maybe a hybrid type where you have, instead of having seven pints or seven drinks of alcohol, you have four or five zeros and two alcohol ones. And you still get that little buzz of the alcohol tipsy, but then you get the the rest of the drinks aren't causing you to go too much. Does that make sense? Maybe hybrid drinking is going to come. Maybe that's the, the way forward, these hybrid drinks. Or bringing out like 1% beers or 2% beers. So you drink them and you can have two as opposed to, you know, two equals one in terms of strength of alcohol and it might help. So I don't know why they don't do it anyway. But that's it for today. Hopefully some of that advice is, uh, is useful, right? Well, Christmas challenge is coming in soon. Remember the prompt advice. BJ Fogg, Tiny Habits. Read that book if you haven't. If you want to build a habit, it must come with a prompt. Nothing happens without a prompt. So this is your prompt to do whatever the hell you want to do. <laughs> Track your macros. Use the daily diary. Go for a walk. Have some cheerfulness in your day. Because all we got is today. Um, Montaigne's quote about the, the surest sign of wisdom sorry the surest sign of wisdom is cheerfulness and there's a truth to that because cheerfulness even in times of struggle times of worse cheerfulness is all we can it's really all we can bring to the day day we just bring some cheerfulness to the day it's not going well things aren't going to plan but let's not let that drag all of us or all of me down to the floor let's have some cheerfulness to the day because it's the only time i ever have to live is the now. And I'm not sure how many times to say that to break through, but it is just the truth of it. You only ever have the now. So tomorrow is the now. Yesterday was the now. Now is the now. It's all you got. Time is now. <laughs> um, so yeah, and I also love the quote of Stoics, the Seneca was telling um, in one of his letters, Seneca says to someone like, you think going, you think going to a distant land, traveling is gonna help you? Wherever you go, you'll be there. You know, you just run, you know, changing destination. And of course it can help when you go traveling and people find yourself wherever. But a lot of us trying to escape us ourselves. You go there and there, but you you are there now all the time. Does that make sense? So you better start getting used to being in the now instead of wishing it away. So once you wish it away, you're thinking of the future, the past, causes all sort of turmoil. So live now, prompt, activated. Speak soon.